Welcome to the Horror's Edge Podcast. My name is Phil. And I'm Stacy. And this is a podcast devoted to reviewing, breaking down horror movies, both new and old, good and downright fucking terrible with me, somebody who loves horror movies and always has. And me, who was married into it. Uh, we're still a relatively new podcast, and with that being said, if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to subscribe, share it with your friends to help us grow. Reviews truly are the best way to help our small podcast grow, so take five seconds, uh, drop a five-star, and, uh... Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever it is that you listen to this, it's truly appreciated. If you can drop some words in there as well, if it lets you, that would be even better. Uh, we are on Facebook at Horror's Edge, Instagram and Twitter, both at the Horror's Edge. And getting in contact with us through either DMs or commenting on the post is the best way to do it. Uh, we're constantly posting on there, so throw a comment whether you love, hated the movie, whether you loved, hated the podcast. Hey, we're open for all of it. Uh, and today we are going to be discussing episode five of The Last of Us. By the way, Stacy, cussing at the beginning of the episode? <laughs> Come on. So for the <laughs> uh I started doing like a little script that you just hear me say at the beginning of every episode, probably four or five episodes ago. And Prior to, I never messed up an intro, but the second that I gave myself a script to say, I'm messing it up every time and recording it three or four times. So Stacy was like, yeah, fuck that one up, and I just left it in there. <laughs> so, maybe a potty mouth. I don't have a dirty mouth. Yeah, look at you. Filthy. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> very much looking forward to this episode. I, I absolutely love this show so far what it's done there's been a little bit of hiccups here and there uh but uh, man it's it's great what yeah. hbo is doing with this show it's phenomenal yeah i was very excited when i remembered that the episode was dropping today on a friday versus sunday because of the big game i don't want to get sued so i'm not saying the, the words because i don't want to be it's not copyright. the bowl that's super yes okay yes so i'm super glad that i remembered that it was dropping tonight and I can enjoy the big game yep. on Sunday. I actually had no idea that it was dropping on Friday. You were the one who told me that. If not, I'd be watching it on Sunday and seeing my Twitter blow up about how great the episode so was or terrible. In my entire life, I was right. Well, it's not that you were right. It's just that you beat beat me to the punch. Which is, it does not happen very often. So give me this, please. Hey, great job, Stacey. You Thank did phenomenal. You. Thank you. <laughs> So like I said, we're going to be discussing episode 5 of The Last of Us. Uh, we've been enjoying this series thus far. It's been a really good show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've had ups and downs the last episode. I think that I only gave it around a 6, if I'm not mistaken. You were probably around an 8 or so. Um, it was an 8. Uh, we kind of flipped on episode 3, who liked it more than the other person. But e even... With the lower-ish ratings, like my lowest so far on any episode has been a six. Your lowest is a four, I believe, for episode three. Yeah, I'm just checking. Yeah, yeah four. four. Man, how can I remember that stuff? I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, if the worst episode is a good episode, that's great. Um, yeah. And without getting into a full-out review, I can, I'm pretty certain that you're going to like this one as well, based upon how you were reacting while watching it. Yeah. Uh, it, it. Man, this show hits every mark. If you have not seen The Last of Us yet, it's on HBO. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Uh, pop in, get a subscription, 
watch it. Uh, we're already halfway through the season, which is sad that this is going to be over soon. And, uh, man, it's good. You'll yeah. really enjoy it. Yes, I'm very much enjoying it. Now, if you hate horror, odds are you'll still like it. You just won't love it, I think. Yeah. What do I you mean, think? I mean, I'm a little biased because I don't care for horror. I know, surprise, but <laughs> I'm enjoying it for the story of it, I guess I would say. Like, yeah, I, I don't really care for necessarily the infected. Um, I mean, to me, it's like they're kind of super gruesome, but that's nitpicking. I'm enjoying it as the story because I can see how they're developing this relationship and, and this plot of you know the game i kind of know the basis of the game mm -hmm. so i'm enjoying seeing how they're growing the characters and they're bringing new people and having you know flashbacks and stuff like that and they're really mushing it all together like in a big bowl yeah. I, i'm really i'm i'm all for it um it's actually getting me back into the video game since i think that i said it on the last episode i just finished uh the new god of war i just got platinum on it so now i popped uh the last of us part two in again to give that another shot and i'm probably about eight to ten hours in there someplace like that and i'm like really trying to not watch it while you're in the room because there are major spoilers that are going to come ahead yeah, for and season i was gonna two. say i like that you're playing the game but I'm also laughing because our children are asking all these questions that they don't want the answers to because they are watching the show with yeah. us. So it is funny because I'm being super vague with answers yes. inside of there. Yes. Like, where's this person? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's taking a vacation. You know, sometimes he just plays one character. How about <laughs> you get the fuck out of the room? <laughs> he doesn't say that to the kids. Uh, not too often. At least not that they can hear. <laughs> so uh, let's jump into the review of this. Now, I've said it plenty of times before. I'll say it every single time that we do a TV series on here. Rating a TV show is extraordinarily difficult, especially while it's still running. Uh, it gets much easier if you're doing a full season and even far easier than that doing a series because... Uh, Let's be honest, with a single episode, there are cliffhangers. There are things that have been mentioned in previous episodes that do you really include that in the rating of this episode? Do you say, no, that was a different episode, can't include that storyline with us? So it makes things difficult. However, uh, the way that we review things around here for movies and how we're going to transition it over, one, dog shit terrible. Ten, phenomenal. Absolutely great episode. Need to check it out. Uh, five being average, not bad. Where would you write this one? So I gave it a high rating. I gave it an eight. Um, I, I liked the, I guess the things kind of tied up a little bit better for me, which again, I, I don't know the ending mm -hmm. per se, but I, I kind of have an idea. Um, this one was the touchy feely for me. This one really got me with a lot of the emotions and I appreciated that because a couple episodes ago, they did the same thing where they got all your emotions going. This one got the emotions going, but on a different level and for different reasons. I enjoyed the entire episode from start to end. I didn't feel like it was dragging on. I didn't feel like they didn't add things or they took things out. I really enjoyed it from the beginning to the end. Could not wait for them to say, all right, we're done. And then Sunday comes. But I have to wait even longer because it's not coming out on Sunday. It's coming out, I think, the 19th. 
is what it said. Yeah, it's uh, not the Sunday, but the following. Uh, so, man, it's like a blessing and a curse, isn't it? So I know when uh, the military used to be a full-time job for me. Uh, I would get so excited whenever my paychecks came like three days early because of a holiday. So normally get paid uh, first and the 15th. But if the 15th happened to fall on like July 4th, you'd end up getting paid July 1st. You're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. But then there's an extra three days before the next paycheck. Mm -hmm. So now instead of waiting 15 days, you're waiting 18. And it's yeah. like, oh, son of a bitch. That, maybe I didn't want that. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it, it sucks. But at the same time, Get to watch the Super Bowl uninterrupted, so that's awesome. Um, as long as the Puppy Bowl is not on at the same time. Yeah. Well, we got to make our bets uh, via all the betting apps on the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> Let's go German Shepherds and Plot Hounds. <laughs> nobody knows what a Plot Hound is. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows what a Plot Hound is, but we, we got you, one, and uh, she's fucking awesome. So this episode... What did you uh, rate it? I'm debating in my head. It's a nine. It's phenomenal. One thing that pissed me off with the last episode is while we were recording and while I was watching, it's like, man, I know all these people. I think I'm 90% sure. And then as soon as I turned it off, I'm like, motherfucker, that's Henry and Sam. How did I not remember that's Henry yeah, and Sam? And I, I instantly, as soon as we got done recording, went to the bathroom and I came out. I'm like, God damn it, Stacy. <laughs> I know who it was and what's happening. And that's exactly how it went down. Yep. Uh, I was not thrilled with myself for not remembering, but it, it clicked before this episode hit, and I was happy about that. So when it was doing its recap and uh, spoilers for the last episode, the last episode ended with a little boy holding a gun to Ellie's, uh, to Joel's face, and a man holding a gun to Ellie's face. Uh, that's Henry and Sam, and I'm so excited. So when it was doing the recap. And he's holding the gun to the face. I was just like, hi, Sam. Yeah, he did. Because <laughs> I that. remember. And it was funny because he said his name and it still took me a little bit to catch on of who that was. Mm -hmm. And even throughout the episode, I still kind of had to fall back and, and really think because they didn't necessarily say it. Um, no, right it took away. a while. It took him a while. So for a lot of the notes that I took, it it's very vague and. I'm glad that they eventually said who it was because yeah. it made so much more sense once they finally pieced that together. Yep. Now, the, even after watching the episode, there's still a couple questions that I need to rewatch in order to fully understand or play the game again, which isn't going to happen anytime soon. Uh, but we'll get into that once we do the uh, actual breakdown of the episode. But I love the advancement of Joel and Ellie huge progression. Yes. I love the backstories that they give these side characters. I absolutely love it. They gave a whole episode to uh, Bill, and now they gave the first, what, 20 minutes of this episode to uh, Sam and Henry, which was absolutely awesome. Yeah, Side characters getting a lot of screen time. I absolutely love that. Kathleen had so much time in this episode. And it was great to see the development of the character. It's not just like, oh, that's a bad guy. Yeah. End of story. Yeah, and the way that they kind of uh, show the characters, it really makes you think. Yeah. And I like that. I like when a show kind of puts you on the, well, is it this way or is it that yep. way? And it really kind of makes you pay attention because there is a lot of questions. And it's not even questions that they need to answer. It's like, 
putting questions in your head to make you think more in depth about the episode and the show, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. And they're pretty good at not just flat out saying, is this person good? Is this person yeah. bad? There's but a lot it, of gray area. It, uh, brings to the forefront like you fucking hate kathleen but then there are certain parts in there where you're just like i don't know if i hate this person yeah like, oh by the end Bluetooth i had disconnected lot, yeah i uh, had a lot of feelings sorry about the noise that's turning my phone off um so let's jump into the spoilers for this episode um so if you have not seen this yet and you haven't turned away yet check it out Mm-hmm. Definitely worth watching. I really enjoy this episode. Um, so the episode opens up with a ton of people in the streets rioting, attacking, killing people. It, it's absolute mayhem going on in this town that we were left off in. This is the first part of the series where you really get a lot of graphic, um, I guess, content. And I can appreciate it, but it definitely was a little gruesome for me some of the scene that is coming up was a little bit much for me um i get what they were trying to get at but it just it made me feel like super uncomfortable certain um parts of it and i'm not really sure if that was like a a good way to go about it or a bad way i'm kind of on the on the fence about that it's fully intentional to make you feel uncomfortable it's trying to put you in the place of sam and henry and the absolute chaos that they're in the midst of because if you're walking around with your little brother your little eight-year-old brother and he's having to see the things that he sees they straight up tell you the kid's scared because you're scared so you need to keep your Mm -hmm. emotions in check of all the crazy shit that's going outside for your little brother or for your kid or any of that and and at the time i did not realize that that was his brother i thought it was his son so that Mm -hmm. put a whole different i guess um thought process on it but yeah i originally wrote son but i quickly changed it once i found out yeah so I, i i know what they were doing i'm just saying like in my opinion which I have very different opinions than um, a lot of people, and I'm okay with that. Um, it, I was uncomfortable with it. Too much. Just, um, some of the the scenes that were shown, I guess, it, since we're in spoiler zone, um, they had somebody hanging um, from a rope in the street. Mm-hmm. They were dragging somebody behind a car. Oh, my God, was he fucked up, too. He so had, like, many... 100 knives in him. And... Yeah. Um, and, and they were, like, taking chains around people's necks. So to me, just for my personal feelings, it was a little much for me to see. And it, it made me feel like, okay, if this is the episode, like I might have to just say, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Because it made me feel that way. But I understand what they were doing. Yeah. So uh, Henry and Sam, this is a few days before the last episode ended. Um, it shows... Uh, Henry and Sam go up to the attic, the attic that was completely covered with pictures, had empty food cans in the previous episode. Well, now it's just an attic. And when they get up there, the old man from the previous episode is there as well. And uh, he goes out to try and find them some food. I didn't um, make that connection. Yes, I was trying to figure out who that guy was to them. Now I understand. He was the doctor. Correct. Okay. Yeah, he was the doctor, and he wanted Thank to go get some. Uh, he wanted to go get some food for them, 
Um, because now it makes sense of what what they were speaking about in the episode. Yep. Okay. And uh, to calm Sam down, uh, Henry has him draw a whole bunch of pictures and decorate the place at the end. Hey, here's some paint. Here's some crayons. Uh, it, this place is disgusting. I need you to clean it up for yeah. me. Basically, get your mind off of what's going on out there and do this. Uh, and they only have a handful of cans of food to last them. Uh, Sam is deaf, so every time it's just Henry doing sign language for him or just Which, how visual scary cues. Can that be in the environment that you're in to be completely deaf? And yeah. how do you defend yourself? Because you need to rely on your hearing in order to right. know where these things are. And then it made sense when they were showing how they got to the apartment building or whatever it was with the glass and how they stepped around. That had to be so hard because how do you hear if you're stepping on the glass? Yeah. You yeah. know, the way those little details, I think they just, they really knocked it out of the park with that. Yep. So, uh, Henry, throughout these 10 days, is constantly moving stuff out of the way of the windows so that way he can see outside. And he's watching the patterns of all these truck convoys. So uh, Kathleen's squad that she built up is fucking huge. Uh, tons of survivors, yeah. tons of guns, tons of ammo, tons of vehicles, and must be tons of gas. She She's developed quite the little community over here. Um, and they are on high alert because of this little false revolution or whatever it was at, at the beginning of this episode where they just fucked them up beyond belief. Yeah. Um, and Henry turns out is a collaborator. It's his fault that all this stuff is going on. Um, so he is uh, public enemy number one in Kathleen's eyes. All resources are going to be devoted to finding this motherfucker and killing him. Well, not killing him. She needs to be the one who kills him Yeah, in her eyes because he put her people at jeopardy. Um, so he uh, ends up, as he's getting ready to leave, he hears gunfire because they ran out of food. They need to leave. They have yeah. no choice. So they go down to the bottom of the building that they're in. They hear gunfire. They look out the window, and it's Joel killing the... Uh, some of Kathleen's people. So instantly Henry decides we need to team up with them. So he pretty much goes on stalker mode at this point and is just following Joel around and waiting to get to a point where he can get to Joel and Ellie without them killing them. Yeah. Uh, because obviously people are on high alert. If you uh, approach somebody, they're not going to take you as a friendly type of person, right. especially in this environment out of all of them. Right. So, we now get the point where we were left off with last episode where uh, they break in and they wake up with guns in their faces. And uh, it was pretty funny how it, everything broke down. Like he's pointing the gun at Joel or uh, Henry's pointing the gun at Ellie. Sam's pointing it at Joel. And uh, Henry was like, all right, so I don't know what to do in this situation, but. I'm cool. If you're cool, let's yeah. not kill each other. Uh, are you cool with that? And Joel, Ellie's like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Joel's like, yeah. Yeah. 
what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I mean, are you going to kill me? Ellie's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cool. He's just an asshole all the time. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so Ellie's still doing her smart-ass comments, even with a gun in her face. I know. Good old Ellie. Uh, and so they end up lowering their guns, uh, and Joel feeds them. And they're talking about how... Uh, they're going to work together now. Henry's talking to Joel about it. And he's like, hey, listen, man, I fed you. We didn't kill each other. Let's move on. We're done here. <laughs> and uh, Henry eventually admits, hey, I'm a collaborator. Joel instantly says, hey, I don't work with rats. Yeah. Um, but what Henry. Is what is a collaborator? Collaborator is a rat. It's somebody who will go to a enemy squad and give them information mm. for something. Uh, oh, so like a spy? Yeah, kind of. Um, a two-faced spy. Like at the beginning of the episode when Kathleen had all those people in a room, all the collaborators, and uh, they ended up ratting on yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Henry, and she ended up killing him despite them giving the information that they wanted because Kathleen's a bitch. Uh, so Henry tells him, hey, that's all good and all, but... Without my help, you're not getting out of this city. They have it completely boarded up. I know how to get us out of here. And eventually, Joel agrees to it. And they have a plan to take some maintenance maintenance tunnels underneath the city to escape the borders um, because it's being patrolled. And the problem is they previously drove the infected in the tunnels. So they don't know whether the infected are still there or not. They believe that they're not, but they're not sure. Uh, It's been years, like 15 years since this happened. That's crazy. And so they finally agreed to do it. And uh, halfway through the tunnel, they come into this like little sanctuary type area where people used to live once the outbreak first happened uh, with a bunch of little kids. It's a kid-friendly environment. And they decide to take a break there. And Ellie and Sam bond instantly. Yeah. Uh, It's awesome to see Ellie playing with this kid. Ellie is very much like a hardened type of person to where she's one of the dudes. And Sam is very much a... uh, mm, Very shy. Shy, quiet... Uh, you can tell he hasn't had much bonding with other kids. Yeah. All, all I mean, that. it has to be hard because I think they said he's like eight. So, yep. yeah. And he's probably been on the run his whole life. And that's what I was going to say. He's only known this like super scary world where he doesn't know kind of how to put everything back in like a normal sense. And Ellie is kind of making him feel very calm, just like a kid. And, they both kind of needed that because they never really had a childhood. They've only known this yep. lifestyle. But Ellie is very much like a blunt in your face type yes. of personality, whereas Sam is like a sweet eight year old boy type yeah. of personality. Uh, and he's deaf, which makes things more difficult. But and he has this little etch a sketch thing that he has tied around yeah. his neck so he can write down what he wants and just. I looked it up because <laughs> I was um, very curious on what it was called. One minute. It is called a scribble slate or a magic slate. Yep. And as my daughter put it, it looks like Ziploc bags. 
<laughs> it's a pretty neat way for him to communicate in uh, this type of world to where you're not wasting paper, which is probably not the easiest commodity to right. get. Um, so the, they're communicating, and they find a comic book, and Ellie just fucking freaks because she loves these things, and she hasn't read this one yet. And Sam's excited, too, because he has three of the episodes, or three of the comics that he already read already. Yeah. So they're bonding really well. Um. Now we get a little backstory of Kathleen. She's in her childhood room, and she's talking to her right-hand man, Perry. Perry walks in. Her, Which, the for mother a second, gives the information. I thought that was a, a different actor, and when I looked it up, I was very surprised because it's not who I thought it was. I thought it was a com- uh, comedian, Will, somebody. Um, but I was very disappointed because that's not who it was. <laughs> and I, yeah. I was hoping it would have been because it would have made the character so much better for me, but... It's nobody that I recognize. Yeah, the character, the uh, actor's name is Jeffrey Pierce, who plays him. I've never heard of him before. Let's he see looks what he's very saying. familiar, though. Uh, I'm saying, like, when I if I could think of the actor's name of who I was thinking of, I wish I could think of it because it's like the spitting image. You know he, what's funny is he's been a voice actor in a whole lot of the Call of Duty games, and he just looks like a dude plucked out of Call of Duty. <laughs> It's amazing how many of these games he's been voicing on. Uh, Medal of Honor, Call of Duty Ghost, Call of Duty Black Ops, Call of Duty World War Two. So he's been a big part in that uh, franchise slash other war games. Uh, and you can tell by the way that he acts that that's his type of role. That's what he does. Um, so they're having a conversation and Kathleen is basically talking about her brother and how her brother... Uh, preached to her forgiveness, and uh, he ended up being captured and in prison. And while he was in prison, she said, hey, he got to forgive people. And she's like, but that's the difference between me and him. What happened to him is unforgivable, and what Henry did to me is unforgivable. I, I can't forgive him. I have to kill him. We need to devote all of our resources to find him to kill him. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, it's crazy how well that scene works. Um, so from here, stupid thing keeps scrolling. One second. I don't know what's going on here. So from here, uh, Joel and the gang make it through the tunnels. They finally made it out, and they're starting to make their way over towards the bridge, and a person is in a guard tower shooting at him. So there's a sniper there. And uh, Joel tells everybody, hey, stay right here. I'm going to flank this guy. They're like, oh, what's going on? If you leave, they're going to kill us. Like, He's a shitty shot. <laughs> I, I, they just tried shooting me so many times, and they haven't been able to hit, so I'll be fine. So Joel makes it up to the top of the tower, and he realizes that it's just some old man up there. So instantly, he has a very different personality now than he did towards the beginning of this series before Ellie came around to where he tries to convince this man, hey, put the gun down, give it to me, and don't leave this tower for 10 minutes and we'll leave you alive. And you can tell this guy's debating it, but at the same time, he's scared of Kathleen. Like if he puts his gun down, Kathleen's going to fuck this dude up. So he's slowly moving towards Joel and Joel's like, Man, don't make me do this. And then all that you, you're back over by Ellie, and you just hear a single gunshot. Joel so, killed him. 
Joe killed him or he killed himself? Joel killed him. Gotcha. He was turning towards him to aim the rifle to mm. towards Joel. Um, so from here, uh, after he shoots him, he hears on the radio Kathleen saying, hey, hold up a little bit longer. We're almost there. We're coming. So, so you can tell that they were in contact with Kate. Yeah, he, he instantly Kathleen. called Kathleen and let him know that the people are over here. So the convoy's on its way over there. And Joel's screaming out the watchtower to uh, tell them to get the hell out of there, but it, it's too late at this point. So the front car of the convoy is just like this big-ass bulldozer type of thing, and it's just Crazy. ramming fucking cars out of the way. Almost hits Ellie, and right before it does, Joel snipes the driver of that car out of the way. So the convoy gets there, and everybody gets out, and there are a shit ton of people there. Like, Kathleen's not fucking around. She brought, like, 200 people <laughs> with her to this thing yeah. uh, to kill Henry. And so Henry's... She's like, it's over, Henry. Just give it up. And Henry tries to do the good thing. He's like, hey, I'll give myself up, but leave the kids alone. They're innocent in this. She's like, sorry, can't do it. Uh, that little girl, she's with the guy who killed some of my boys. Right. And your little boy, he's going to pay for what you did. So Kathleen holds nothing back. She's going to kill all these people. And nothing that he can do is going to change that. And... Uh, Henry goes to give himself up, but then you start to see a truck falling into the ground and you hear infected from there and that a fucking massive horde of infected come up through here. So what happened was all the rumors of them shoving the infected into the tunnels, uh, it did happen, yeah. but it didn't, it wasn't what people thought. They thought that they put them in the maintenance tunnels. No, they dug holes in the ground mm -hmm. to put them in underneath the city. There were other tunnels. Um, and they came up, and they are just fucking people up. And then from the depths, a fucking uh, bloater comes up. And I'm so excited to see this bloater. The bloater is the gigantic uh, I like infected you, guy. I mean, I know that's his name or whatever, but... I said he looked like the marshmallow man <laughs> because the I get what they were going for. He's supposed to look like super over the top scary, mm -hmm. but just the way the costume was or whatever they did, he you didn't like it. It was like bulky, like it didn't look like I guess it's not supposed to be natural, but it didn't look like it fit the the. Well, it's supposed to be super bulky, super big, like a big fat lurking type of. He looked like a, a like a big fat piece of lard like but that's what i look when i, I, I get it I, I it i don't know i mean i don't know what he's supposed to look like but when i saw him i thought he looks just like a like a very obese marshmallow man <laughs> <laughs> that's funny people are gonna knock uh, me for that no i i get it i think the one of the kids gave a chuckle the other one was intimidated by it um but in the video games, the bloaters are like these bullet sponges. They're giant things, and if they get near you, they are going to fuck you up. Uh, they grab you, twist you, and then just grab your head and twist. Yeah, and you could see that. Um, and the, the noises that they make is super creepy. Yeah, 
So uh, Kathleen's right-hand man tells her, hey, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to hold this thing back so that way you can survive. And he starts shooting it, and the bloater just fucking sprints towards him, grabs him, like pushes him around just like they do in the video game, grabs him by the head, and twists. And I think that he's just going to break his neck, but nope. He rips his head clean off, so Mm -hmm. he's holding the body in one hand, holding the head in the other, and just like a prize. Uh, This whole time, Ellie is running around, and uh, uh, Joel is up in the guard tower still sniping a path clear for her, basically. And she sees Henry and Sam underneath the car hiding, and instead of trying to run towards Joel, Ellie runs towards them to try and help them out. She yeah. fights the infected off of them, and uh, they get out of there, and they're heading towards Joel. Kathleen tracks down Henry, but then an infected just fucking skyrockets out of nowhere and takes her down and just brutally kills her. Uh, I was so happy when she got killed. <laughs> I was cheering. Yeah, I didn't remember whether it happened here or she lives a little bit longer, but they gave so much time to a bad guy who's only in two episodes that it, it's awesome how much you love to hate this person. Yeah. Um. So Joel uh, eventually invites him over to the hotel that they're going to be staying at and is talking to Henry and says, well... We're going to Wyoming. I guess you guys can tag along if you want to. And Sam and Ellie are just bonding in the other room, having a good old time. And uh, Henry walks in. He's like, hey, Sam, you got to sleep, man. It's been a long day. He's like, oh, okay, you're right. And lays down in the bed. Yeah. Uh, Henry walks out, and Ellie's like, yeah, fuck that. She taps him <laughs> on the shoulders. Let's keep reading this comic. <laughs> so they're reading the comic. And Sam asks her if when you're infected if you still stay human inside and she's like well, what are you talking about and it's revealed sam was bit during that encounter when he was underneath the car yeah and your heart just goes oh fuck i know i thought oh man like i don't know if i want to see what's going to happen and i knew it was coming but still i figured I just because it. of the backstory of um them kind it, of yeah it's just Ellie and Joel. Yeah. So I, I figured that, but the fact that um, Ellie was trying to calm his nerves and then she says, my blood is medicine. So she cuts herself to try to like give him the immunity that she um, supposedly has. And yeah. um, she doesn't even think twice about it. She just cuts herself and yeah, like, she grabs a knife, cuts her hand, rubs on us and wound. And he's like, hey, you got a problem to say you're going to stay awake with me all night. She's like, yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. yeah, it's very sincere, but it's she a, ends up falling asleep. Yeah, and when she wakes up, he's just looking towards the wall, just kind of like sitting there breathing heavy. And when she comes over to him, he's infected. He goes to attack her. They fall into the other room, and Joel goes to shoot him. And Henry instantly pulls the gun from Joel. Yeah, and he's like pointing the gun at Joel, pointing the gun at Ellie, and like looking at Sam, like what do I do? And all of a sudden, he pulls the trigger. I said, oh, my God, I can't believe that. He killed his little brother. I I actually, I gasped because, I I mean, it was a split decision. Obviously, yeah. he wasn't thinking completely clearly. He was just doing instinct. You know, you see an infected, and then it, it sets in him, and it dawns on him. Holy shit, I just killed my little brother. Not only that, he never shot anything 
in this post-apocalyptic world or not. He never killed anybody, infected or not. I thought he said he that killed... he's never raised a gun, period. I thought he killed um, Kathleen's brother, and that's why everybody was upset. No, I think that his actions got him killed. Oh, okay. I, I believe that's what happened there. Um, I know that he was responsible for the death, but I think that he gave up the position that her brother was in, which okay. ended up getting him dead. Which, if that's true, um, and the fact that the first person he killed was his little brother, mm-hmm. holy crap. Because he even told Joel, I've never even pointed a gun at anybody before until I'm pointing one at you right now. Right, but then I thought he said, I lied when I said that I never killed anybody. Yes, and he did say that. But I think that he meant he got him killed because he gave him up. Oh, okay. As an well, informant. He, either way, the point of he took his little brother's life, like after trying to protect him for so long, that has to be gut wrenching. Absolutely. Even without doing it for so long, like on outbreak day or something like that, people are faced with those decisions and absolutely heartbreaking to see especially after how much we got to love sam over this episode how much i loved sam throughout the video game Mm -hmm. like you you really go through a journey with him and then he does that and then he turns the gun on himself because he knows he can't live with what he just did what's the point of living the only thing that you love you just killed right so he shoots himself and that that brings a like a huge question of like if this was real life, like what kind of boundaries would you be willing to kind of put in a gray area? Because obviously your loved one is going to die because they're infected. Do you take that on yourself? Like he did and say, I'm going to just do it to put you out of your misery, but then you have to live with it. So you also have to make a a decision. That's really rough. Yep. Uh, what's the point of living if there's not anything worth living for type mm-hmm. of thing? Like, uh, th- that question has been brought up so many times without being brought up in this episode. Like Joel, Joel's, uh, kid died on outbreak day and then he continued living on for what was it? 20 years, uh, up until this story began. And like, he was emotionally dead those 20 years. Like what's the point of just trying to make it another day just to make it another day. Right. Where if there's not anything there for you to fight for, whereas now there is because he's developing this bond with Ellie. Um, so Joel buries them both and he's just very emotionally drained. Like somebody that he attached to finally again, like he was fighting it, finally, fighting it, fighting it, and then finally he's like, hey, we're going to Wyoming. You can come with us. They're both dead. Yeah. Uh, Everybody that Joel's getting in contact with seems to die. This one ripped my heart out when I saw them bury Sam and Henry, and you see Ellie make um, like like a move to put the notepad on the grave, and that in itself got me teary-eyed just mm-hmm. thinking about it. Like, wow, like, you know, she really had this bond with this little boy. And then they pan back, and it says, I'm sorry. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Like, tears are flowing. <laughs> that was that was hard. Yeah, it was very touching. Because you end. could tell that she put it on there because she was super upset about it. But then she tried to do the Ellie thing and just walk away and be like, I'm done talking about it because Joel said something. And... She just kept walking. Yep. 
I wrote down that was the first time Ellie doesn't have a smart-ass comment for something. Yeah. It was just, which where's uh, Wyoming? And Joel points, and she just starts walking away. Yeah, that was the moment where I was like, wow, Ellie really has changed to where she's letting these people in, and it's not a big joke. It's not a, a pun or a, a funny remark. It's, this is serious. This, these are her real emotions. Yep. That was hard. Yeah, it was a very sad end to a great episode. Uh, I don't have too much else to say besides that this is an awesome episode. Highly recommend you check it out. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. So you guys got three episodes this week. Uh, <laughs> don't get too comfortable <laughs> yeah don't get too comfortable with that uh we ended up getting uh two episodes of the last of us thanks to super bowl and uh knock the cabin so we'll see what uh we'll have for next week hopefully there's another good movie that we can find and throw that one up but until next time i'm phil and i'm stacy this has been the horror Sash. thanks for stopping by